Good morning, everyone. Help yourself to coffee and donuts. As always, we thank our generous sponsors, Becky and Avi Katz and family, who've sponsored this year's 10 Minutes of Meaning in memory of their father, David Grossman. We have been studying the Mesilla Sishar, and we're in the parak of Zahiris, in the chapter that's telling us about living life with vigilance and caution and mindfulness, not just to unleash a sense of alacrity and zeal, not just to pursue zrizus, but rather to be mindful. Whatever the noble goal that we have, if we pursue it with abandon, without trying to anticipate and identify the things that will knock us off our, off our game, then we'll never succeed when they arise and we stumble upon them or they knock us off of, uh, off of our lane. So the Ramchal has been describing, the Mesil Sharma has been describing people on different levels. Some people are internally driven. Some people are motivated to strive for perfection. They want to live the best version of themselves. And there's an internal drive. There's no external variables. There's not some external system of reward or competition. Internally, they always want to be the best version of themselves. They want to be in their best health. They want to be in their best emotional health. They want to have the best relationships. They want to make the most money. They want to finish the most mesechtas and complete the most Torah and so on. But then there are others, I would argue the majority of us, who internally would be satisfied with mediocrity. If it were up to us, it would be good enough. We don't need good. As the wonderful book, Good to Great, tells us, good is the biggest obstacle to great. Good is good enough. And when you're satisfied with good, you don't strive for great. So what do we do? Those who are complacent, those who are satisfied in the world of mediocrity. So I could lose a few pounds, but I'm not terribly overweight. So I could learn a little more, but I'm not a total ignoramus. So I am striving professionally. I'm at the top of my field, but I'm not bad. What are those who have mediocrity? So we're in the middle of reading the Ramchal has been describing that when it comes to this world, people have a sense of competitiveness. And there is a drive to not be superior in a judgmental way, but to surpass the people around us. Not to be satisfied with driving a lesser car or a lesser home or have lesser clothes or lesser life. People want to get ahead in life. So if we were to realize that trying to get ahead in the things in life that are fleeting, insignificant, at the expense of getting ahead in the things that are everlasting, in the things that really define who we are, is a terrible mistake. Me'ata. Imagine in this world, we don't want to see ourselves as inferior. So we're sitting all the way back near the bathroom and someone else is walking up to business class. We're sitting in the nosebleed section or we're outside tailgating. We couldn't even get into the arena and someone else is sitting on the floor. We want what others have. We want to be equal. We want to have the best opportunity. And that's in this world where it doesn't matter and it's going to disappear. And yet, the amount of anxiety and envy and jealousy the amount of pain it causes people not to measure up or not to have the opportunities of others, all on issues which are fleeting. A two-hour concert or a sports game or a whatever, however long the flight is. Okay, so you persevere, so you endure, so you don't have as good a seat, so you don't have as good a view, so you don't have the status of the other, so you don't have the house or the car or that clothing or that portfolio or that bank account. But those are all in areas which are fleeting. And yet... People have an internal drive in order to try to compete there. Now, 
So on the things that are eternal and everlasting, where we are and where we're positioned, on the things that matter most, that people neglect. So the 70, 80, 120 years that we're going to be alive, that we're living in this world, that we're competing, we're trying to measure up, that we're trying to qualify. And the things that are everlasting, the things for the world to come, which go on forever. Now why is it that we neglect the things that are about forever? So Ramchal himself acknowledges, because none of us really know what forever feels like. Sometimes a drusha can feel like forever. But other than that, none of us know what forever feels like. Eternity? Forever and ever? A year can feel a long time, a decade, a lifetime. But forever, eternity? We don't relate to it. And because we don't relate to it, we neglect the things that matter eternally. Avabizmano. But says the Ramchal, let me offer you a promise. When you get to eternity, when you get to the things that matter, oh boy, If you think it pains you to be in the nosebleeds when your friend is waving to you from the floor seats at a two-hour game, when you are in eternity, which is everlasting forever and ever and ever, and because of the choices we make in this world, Maybe we're not so kind, or we gossip, or look at the wrong things, say the wrong things, eat the wrong things, go to the wrong places. Maybe we're not entirely honest, or kind, or sensitive. Maybe we neglect the will of Hashem, the Almighty. Maybe we put material and physical over the spiritual. Whatever the mistakes that we make, that determines our seat. Are you outside in the parking lot, in the arena where Hashem is the main event? And the greatest bliss, the greatest pleasure is the closer you are to Him? Do you have a floor seat? The mezzanine? The nosebleeds outside the parking lot determines our seating in the world to come are the choices we make in this world. And once we get to the world of truth, where there's no denial of Hashem and His greatness, and everyone wants to be as close to Him as possible, when we get to that world, there's no more choices, there's no free will to be had. Because Hashem is revealed, because revelation, there's no free will. So you can't move down. You can't improve or better your seat. So all, everything we do in this world is to determine our status. You want to be a million mile member? Do you want to be a platinum, gold, silver? What kind of upgrade do you get? How early do you get to board? Will you have your overhead compartment or not? All of that, is, there are people for whom that means a great deal. <laughs> for a two hour flight, that means the world, all that status. They work, they calculate this credit card points. If I book, if I take one more flight this year, if I... There are people that manipulate their entire lives around that status. All for a two-hour flight to New York. What about eternity? What about our status for eternity? What about caring about our seating for eternity? What about caring about our placement and our access to the Rebbe Shalom for eternity? So if you think not having status is painful in this world, and it's only more painful, again, you go on an airplane that has no business class or extra leg room, so you could care less where your seat is because you're with everyone else. It's only painful when others have a better seat. I think I mentioned last week or two weeks ago, Mashkiach and Karen Biyavna used to say, you only care when you don't get an aliyah on a Tuesday or a Wednesday. You only care on a Monday or a Thursday. You don't care when you don't get an aliyah on a Tuesday or Wednesday because no one got an aliyah on a Tuesday or Wednesday. So it doesn't bother you when you got an, didn't get an aliyah and no one else got one. It bothers you only when others get. So imagine what it will feel like in the world to come when you get through the metal detector in Olam Haba and they say, oh, you? No, you're going... <laughs> Take the escalators, keep going up, up, up as far as you can, where you can barely see. So if we'd understand eternity versus that which is fleeting, 
and where we put our emphasis. There's nothing wrong with earning status in this world. There's nothing wrong with having a better seat or striving for a better seat, a more comfortable seat, and having a more enjoyable and comfortable ride in this world. There's nothing wrong with it. But there's something wrong with it if it's prioritized at the expense of our status in the world to come. Of caring about who we are and how we behave and what is our identity and what version of ourselves do we realize in this world. Because otherwise we wake up with a world of regret. You see, their tolerance when they insist upon lightening their workload is nothing more than a deceptive temptation of the evil inclination and not at all objective. So when we say, you know what? Mediocrity is good enough for me in the world of davening. I don't really understand what I'm saying and I get there late and I leave early and I, and I make a lachayim in the middle and you know what? I don't really give my 10% of tzedakah and you know what? I haven't really opened a safer, but there's a lot of people around me who are learning and I'm glad that they're taking care of that on my behalf. You know what? Mediocrity. It's, I'm complacent. I'm satisfied with, with mediocre. The people who make that argument and claim only do so, that's feeding their Yetzirah. That's the evil inclination in our mind that says, don't bother trying. Maybe you won't succeed. Don't bother trying. It's not as pleasurable as the immediate gratification of the immediate pleasure right in front of us. That's the illusion of the Sahara convincing us that mediocrity is okay because mediocrity is more comfortable. But you know what the result is? You can't, if you didn't, make, if you didn't prepare for Shabbos, you have nothing to eat on Shabbos. If you don't prepare for Shabbos, you have nothing to eat on Shabbos. You think you want to work hard so that you have money for your retirement? It was easier to not work as hard and to not develop savings and be satisfied. But what happens when you retire and you're on this very limited fixed income and you can't do the kind of things that you want to do that you see other people around you doing? And you can't go back and undo a lifetime of complacency and mediocrity in your ambitiousness. And what's true in the physical realm, says the Ramchal, is all the more true in the spiritual realm. We're going to get to a world where people have the freedom and the luxury and the spiritual savings to enjoy the bliss and the joy and the pleasure of being close to the Almighty of the Ribbona Shalom. And we, who fail to work hard our whole lives, have no spiritual savings to draw from. And we're jealous and envious and have are filled with a world of regret, but you can't go back because in the world to come, there's no free will. A person could never be seduced by mediocrity and complacency if they understood what is at expense. If you had a time machine, a crystal ball, and you could go forward, and you could look at the 80 or 90 year old version of yourself running out of money because you didn't work hard to have a savings. If you had a crystal ball and you can see the Olam Haba version of yourself who's in the nosebleeds or outside because you didn't give that stuck or find time to learn or daven or have honesty and integrity or grow as the best version of yourself. Boy, the regret that one will have, the pain of not being able to go back and change things. We can't go back. It's famously been said, nobody ever, nobody ever on their deathbed wishes they spent more time in the office. Nobody ever on their deathbed regrets they didn't spend more time in the office. So this is the time and this is our lives to never live with regret. And the good news is that maybe physically it's hard at a certain age to go back and change a career or have ambition or earn more money to create a greater life savings in the physical world. But in the spiritual world, it's never too late. In the spiritual world, you could be on your deathbed, but by choosing who we are and how we identify and by molding and shaping 
who we are, it's never too late to improve our seating. It's never too late to gain the status. It's never too late to be able to get a spiritual savings to be able to draw from in that world to come for many years. Have a great day.